This is Vic from your friendly neighborhood show, Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow us and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's at Chew on This Podcast, and on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Chew on This Pod. We're active on all three social media sites, and it's not just podcast episode announcements, but it's also memes, nerd news, and any special events the show might be at. Now light some candles, pour a glass of wine, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast, episode 244. Tonight we are going to review Pixar's Onward that just released this this weekend. Um, it is Pixar's first of two movies that are coming out this year. The next one uh, being Soul uh, with uh, Jamie Foxx, I believe, as the lead. Um, not quite sure off the top of my head when the release date is, but... Anyway, that's the second Pixar movie that's coming. So tonight is 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 onward, um, and let's get to the boring shit before the initial reaction. Uh, let's see. So uh, onward, it is at eighty six percent with a two hundred and twenty four total count, uh, one ninety two being fresh. So not bad there. Um, it is Pixar again. They rarely ever make anything that's bad. And box office at the time of this recording, we uh, they are only at uh, twelve million um, total worldwide. Uh, they have not released everywhere yet, and only two other countries. So uh, the United States being the third. Uh, so only twelve million million so far. Uh, not a giant giant take. Uh, might pull 30 something, uh, probably by Monday or by Sunday night. So not a huge box office take, like, you know, like a toy story or something like that, but, but still, but still pretty good. Uh, especially being that it's released in March, which is not, uh, not very common, uh, for that to happen to, especially a, a Pixar movie. Cause usually you think Pixar, you think of, you know, the big hitters, and that would be more towards May, June, or July. But but in this case, I guess because they had two coming out, it, the first one's going to uh, be in March, and the next one's going to be June or July, I think. So anyway, uh, the initial reaction was, or is, is that it was, it was pretty good. I, I had a really good time. Um, I had a lot of adult themes. Um, what's really cool about it is, is the world that they build um, in in uh, in Onward, and um, how gorgeous the film is. I mean, every time Pixar comes out with a movie, it it, it gets better and better looking. Um, so it's an absolutely gorgeous film. Um, it really engulfs you the same way that um, 
you know, like Toy Story engulfed you into the world of being a toy. You never really feel like you're Andy or the mother. You always feel like you're that little, the toy and like opening this whole new world of, of toys that actually talk. And, and this kind of does the same thing where it, t- it takes a world of what would happen in a world of like, magic and mystical creatures and shit what if they discovered electricity (laughs) or doing things like you know instead of driving on riding on horses or or unicorns you would you would you know just drive in a car you know so and then everything about the movie um really plays well on that you really feel like you're in this world they built this incredible world for it um so my initial reaction is I, i i really like this movie it's uh, it's another good movie. I don't think it's as good as, you know, Toy Story 1, 2, or 3. Um, you know, but it's probably better than, uh, The Good Dinosaur. Definitely better than any of the Cars movies. Uh, probably better than Brave. Uh, let's see. Not better than, maybe Finding Dory. Better than Finding Dory. So it, it, it's, it's different. Um, but it's still, but I mean, it's kind of familiar. You kind of look at the trail and you kind of, you kind of figure out what's going to happen. And, um, it kind of does with a twist, but it's always about the journey, about how you get to that ending and everything about this movie. I absolutely enjoyed that way. Anytime there was a new scene or something. And, and I really thought that I would kind of be really distracted being, you know, Spider-Man talking to star Lord, but I, you know, I, I didn't get that at all. Um, Mainly because the main character Ian doesn't have a, uh, a Queen's accent. So, um, but yeah, the, the dynamic between the brothers is amazing too. Um, so basically what happens is, is that's the intro is, is you are travel, you, you're, you're traveling through time and when they first learned about magic to when they started electricity to basically building a, a civilization like that looks like basically San Francisco. Uh, that's what I thought anyway. It looked like San Francisco to me. Um, and, you know, unicorns are no longer this majestic thing. They're actually, uh, trash unicorns, like trash pandas, like, uh, raccoons. They're fucking rodents, basically. They, they take something as beloved as a unicorn and they just shit all over it. And it works really well. Um, and the, the whole, I mean, the whole movie is basically what you see in the trailer is that, he the the he's turning 16 and he finds this magic spell that will bring his dad back to life for one full day and um the you know he fucks the spell up and then it's you know uh that journey of trying to find out the rest of the uh well actually he need he doesn't he knows the spell he needs to get the uh phoenix stone or phoenix gem or whatever um and that's the whole quest is that that's their holy grail that they're going after is that one thing that can, you know, fix this, the staff so that they can bring their father back before sun, uh, sunset, uh, the next day. So, so that's the whole, that's basically the gist of the movie. And the best parts in most movies like that are, is the journey that you're going with them. Every time they go somewhere, it's, it's great. Um, so, and then the, like the houses for some reason look like it reminded me of Smurfs houses. That was kind of weird <laughs> that they all had like giant mushroom top, uh, roofs, just like Smurfs. So I thought that was kind of weird, uh, that they did that and didn't go with like, you know, more of a traditional roof. Um, uh, but it, it, it looked like the Smurfs. So that was kind of weird. Um, 
you find out what I didn't realize in the trailers, or maybe I just missed it, that, uh, that Ian, which is, uh, Tom Holland's character, he, uh, he's never met his father. His father died before, like, got sick and died before he was born, uh, which it's really heart wrenching, that scene. Um, and, uh, I just love the parts where, it builds the relationship without building a relationship. Uh, the scene where Ian is listening to his father's voice on a tape recorder and he's listened to it so much that he can actually have a, you know, a 30 second conversation with him based on predetermined uh, things on the tape. That's a recording, which is really cool and, and sad in a way um, that he knows it so well or changes his stuff just and it has to match, you know, the answer back has to match what the father is saying already on the tape, which is, which is pretty interesting and shows how much this affects the kid, uh, affects Ian. So that was, uh, I was pretty gut wrenching too, but it was still a, a great, great scene. And, you know, you, you find out that he's turning 16 and he's kind of this, he doesn't have a lot of like confidence at all in the beginning of the movie. Um, He's not very brave. He's very shy. He's very passive. He really doesn't have any friends either. And um, he turned 16 and his father said to his wife that when both of them are of 16, I want you to give this to them. And you find out that's where the the dad actually delved in magic and he had magic in his blood and found this spell that would bring him back for one day. And... Um, so of course this is where the story really starts is that he messes up the 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 spell or the I think the 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 gem or the stone is actually cracked because the final one that you see at the end of the movie is not is not cracked at all. So I think that might have been the problem. I, I well that and he probably didn't believe in the beginning. Um you'll find out how much of an ass kicker he is later on when he actually believes in the magic. He does some really cool shit. Um Stuff that I've never seen happen in magic movies, and I've seen like you know every possible magic movie there is, even like Harry Potter. So um, they they did some stuff in here with magic that I'd never seen before, which was kind of cool. Um, but it was also a mix of like Magneto too, walking on uh, invisible discs. Anyway, um, so that's where the uh, the movie turns for for the audience is now. Here's the journey that the, here's the adventure, and this is where it starts. And just thinking about that, what links I would go to or links that anybody would go to if you were given one chance to see a person that you hadn't seen in a long time or never seen, like if you're in this situation, if, you know, if your dad died before you even met him or, or even could remember him, you know, cause you were still an infant, um, and you got one day, the links that you would go to to try and make that happen are pretty insane um and that's what this is and i think especially if you've lost somebody or or something um you know it's a universal feeling you don't there's nothing it's a human thing that all people uh feel and to have that in a children's basically a children's movie um is, is amazing to to be able to portray that and I don't think you've actually, you know, as I don't know what it's like for a kid, but you know, they enjoy the movie, but it's not so much that the sadness parts of, like really take away for them. 
Um, so anyway, I thought that was, you know, the way that they set it up, even though you've seen it in the trailer, the way that they set up the relationship already of how much this kid misses his dad that he's never met before. And then now you give him this chance to meet him. Finally, it's fucking, it's great. It's, it's great storytelling. Um, so I, you know, and, and the other reason besides in the beginning, I wasn't really hyped for the movie because again, it was, uh, star Lord talking to Spider-Man. Um, you know, I didn't think much of the story. And then once the movie started and got going, or actually right from the beginning, I was hooked. Um, when they were explaining how they got to this like suburban living, uh, city type from, you know, magical creatures, I was hooked from the beginning. But when I watched the trailer, I didn't think, eh, you know, he's going to meet his dad at the end. Who gives a shit? Like that's the entire, you know, you could figure out the, the entire story from, from just watching the trailer. And you kind of do. But it does, it, it, it exceeded so many expectations that I had going into the movie. I thought I would laugh a little bit, you know, because Chris Pratt's in it. Um, you know, I, I kind of had a feeling the movie was going to be gorgeous because it's, you know, building this world that you've never seen before. But I didn't realize how engulfed with the story I would be. I don't think throughout the entire film I had any letdowns even like the 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 parts where you got a little bit of action and then it kind of went down and slowed the slow parts were just as fucking good as the um you know as the action sequences and things like that so i didn't have a bad time in this movie at all all the jokes kind of hit for me i I thought chris pratt was going to play it really over the top and it was going to annoy me but he ended up being my favorite character in the movie um and you'll find out why later um, and you find out that this, uh, this van that you've seen in the, in the trailer and on all the posters is basically like a third character. It really is the unicorn on the side. Like, um, have you ever seen like a movie, a fantasy movie or a cowboy movie where the, the horse is basically part of the, you know, part of the movie? Uh, and if anything happened to it, you know, you would be sad. Like if, um, Oh, shit. Uh, I can't think of anything right now. But if, if, if it, like a horse died in it, or well, actually, you know what? Like thinking of, uh, the never ending story, right? Like, uh, Atreyu, and I don't remember what the horse's name is, but I'm pretty sure, was it Atreyu? I can't remember. Whatever. But the horse dies in it. Spoilers. You know, dies in the never ending story. And when the horse died, I was fucking sad when I saw that, right? So keeping that in mind in a fantasy movie like that, even though, you know, it's real world slash reading a book, but keeping in mind like that emotional tie to it, I was emotionally tied to that van. Like somehow the van became part of the story too. And you find out that the, that the, uh, the, the van is like, you know, uh, the horse in, in the never ending story where it became part of the, you know, you always saw him riding on that, that white horse, you know, and when the horse died, you, you were friggin' sad. And that's what happened here. And also that the movie's title, you know, obviously is talking about this journey that they're on. Like it's, it's an onward, you know, onward hoe or whatever. But, um, the, the brother Bailey, I think is his name. Um, he, uh, he's so much, in love with like the history of their world, like where it's basically, you know, he, he knows about quests. He knows about relics and, and where to go get the um, stories and things like that. Like, uh, or the, you know, where they point you to the way, where to go with that, like the, the Manticore, uh, played by Octavia, uh, Octavia Spencer, Octavia Spencer. 
she's fabulous in this. Um, actually, everybody's really good, even the mom. Like, but that's Julie Louise Dreyfus, so of course it's going to be good. Um, anyway, so uh, okay, so you know how I was talking about the how they build this world and you're kind of sucked into it, right? So what one part of the story is they have to go to the uh, the Manicor, uh and uh, ask them for help of where to get this Phoenix Jones stem, whatever. I wish I wrote it down. I can't remember. But, um, so the house is there or the restaurant is there. No, actually, you didn't even know it was a restaurant. It, it used to be like a tavern, you know, like one of those old wooden taverns that you always see, like you saw them in the Lord of the Rings and the Witcher. There's always like this wooden tavern that everybody goes to drink and get drunk or whatever. So you go into there and you realize that it's been turned into like almost like a chucky fucking cheese. It's fucking amazing. And, um, so like something like that is just world building, you know, taking things that we know and then just flipping it just a little bit. Um, you know, like in bugs life, when you uh, got to see like how they made a city out of like a carton and shit like that, you know, um, that kind of stuff is pretty awesome. Like their bar or their tavern was that place where they had, um, it looked like sunflower seeds or something, you know, coming out of a bottle. So that, you know, that was there. So that type of world building is, is really good. But Onward is also um, on the car. Instead of putting, you know, because Bailey so, um, is it Bailey? Barley, sorry, I keep calling him Bailey. It's Barley. Uh, Barley is so, in, like, in love with the past. He Instead of, you know, the D for drive, he tapes over O, which is Onward, you know, and, you know, because it's his horse, basically. I guess that's what you would say when you're riding a horse back then. Look, if you really like this show and it tickles your nerd spot, please review the show on iTunes and Facebook. It'll help getting the show sponsors and allow the show to keep putting out daily and weekly content. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. You know, I thought it was pretty funny, like I'm skipping way ahead because I don't want to ruin too much in the movie, even though I've, I've told you a lot already, but there's this great scene um when the, there's an ongoing thing here where um, uh, Barley has only two memories and then he says three. Then in the middle he says three and then he says four, right? But the fourth one is the one that he always wants to forget and he finally tells Ian what it is. Um, and what that memory was, was at the end when he was... Um, he wanted to say goodbye to, like his father wanted him to say goodbye to him. He didn't go into the hospital room because he wanted to see his dad that way, hooked up to all the machines he was talking about. And, you know, I can relate to that. And so he's, he's talking about that. And that was his biggest regret ever. And that's when the day he realized that he was never going to be afraid um, about anything because he was afraid to go in to say goodbye to his dad. And he lost that opportunity. So, I thought that was fucking amazing, and I don't know if that's where they came up with it, but that's basically Star-Lord's fucking origin story right there, you know, where he's like, he doesn't want to reach out to the hand, uh, his mom's hand, you know, and, and she, he, she just, he just walks away, and she he dies before he can actually reach the hand, and that was a lost opportunity for him, and that's the thing that haunted him, right? But in this movie, it's almost the same fucking thing, so I'm thinking, holy shit, I wonder if anybody notices that this is Star-Lord's origin story, and that's Chris fucking Pratt. 
So that was pretty funny. So I, I, I would really like to know if, if that was, um, done on purpose, uh, because there's no way the writers or anybody at Pixar did not know that Chris Pratt was Star Lord and had that origin story. That's like impossible. So it, it, there has to be, there has to be, um, a reason for that story. And cause that's just ridiculous that it's too big of a coincidence. So if anybody knows, you know, comment as always, you know, uh, since this became a solo show, I've been asking you to comment on any of the reviews and then there'll be, there'll be spoilers from now on. So if you're going on Facebook and the advertisement for this episode is out, the, the comments are spoilers pro well, I've always said spoiler free. So, well, whatever, just spoilers are going to be in the comments. So if you, if you know why, uh, 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 a barley story is the same as Star Lord. Just let me know. Uh, I w- I'd really be interested to know if that was just a giant Easter egg. Um, and again, I'm I'm gonna skip uh, close to towards the end because I don't want to spoil too much of the journey for you. Because a lot of cool shit happens, like training stuff and things like that happen in the beginning. Or I'm sorry, in the middle. Um, and it's like a growth movie for both Ian and Barley, which is really cool. Um, but, um, let's see, uh, the, he, so I, I don't know. I, I didn't see this twist coming, but the first twist is that he realizes that, uh, he has this checklist. He, he does this thing where he has these checklists and, um, that's an ongoing thing too. And on this checklist is all the things that he wants to do with his dad since he found out that he could, um, uh, bring him back to life for one day. Right. So he's got this checklist and he keeps crossing shit off that he's not going to be able to do because every time something, a roadblock or something happens on their quest that it, they, he doesn't have enough. He thinks he's not going to have enough time to do this thing. So he just starts crossing shit off. Right. And he gets down to the very end, which I think is or close to the end where he gets to learn to drive because he's a shitty driver up until this point. But then all of a sudden, you know, when, when, when push came to shove, he drew, he drove the shit out of that, um, Guinevere is the van's name. So, and then that's when he realizes that he's had a father the whole time and it was just his big brother. He just looked at him as his like failure of a big brother, which is kind of sad when, um, when you find out that you, Ian thinks that, that Barley's just a screw up and stuff. And it, it really cuts him deep. And especially when you find out that, Ian realizes that Barley's been his father figure the whole time that he had a father. It just happened to be his big brother. And then you, I immediately thought about that thing that Ian said to him or, uh, you know, that found out that he was a screw up or thinks that he's a screw up. But I thought, man, that fucking hurt even harder. You know, like the fact that he realizes that he's like his father figure. Um, and then you just told him that he's a fucking screw up like two hours earlier you know that's that's fucking hardcore right there um anyway um he starts to be good gets really good at magic like towards the end when he fights the dragon uh he's doing shit like just you know like it's no big deal like he's been doing it his whole life which is it's pretty freaking cool too um anyway another twist i didn't think that was going to happen was that ian actually never meets his dad i mean Anybody who saw the trailer, you were like, okay, well, this is a kid's movie. No matter what, you know, he's going to meet his 
dad at some point, you know, and that doesn't fucking happen. That's fucking amazing, right? And somehow Pixar makes it work where I was just as uh, emotionally gut punched as I would have been if he met his dad, which would have been expecting or what, what, what I was expecting. But for some reason, they had done such a great job of subconsciously building this like father, son, brother, brother relationship throughout the entire movie when Barley says to Ian, oh, and he told me he wanted me to give you this. And then he hugs him. I fucking lost it. I started crying. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell, Pixar? You you blindside me with, you know, my expectations, which you did a great job doing. And then I still got the same emotional gut punch um, as I would have had Ian actually met his dad. So I don't know how they did it, but I'm guessing it has to do with that entire relationship building, this entire journey and adventure that Ian and, and Barley have gone on. Um, just, just hit me at the end. You know, it's like, you know, if Pixar, you know, if, if they had not done such a good job setting up that relationship, I would have, it would have ruined that ending for me. And, you know, the hug, I would have been like, ah, whatever. That doesn't, it doesn't get me, you know, and, but because they build that relationship, and then all of a sudden they, you know, they give you the summary at the very end, which is, Ian realizing that Barley's been his father, his father figure the whole time. <clears throat> and that, um, that it, you get this like, Oh shit, that's really awesome. And then when he gives him the hug, it's like basically hugging his dad through Barley, which is fucking amazing. Again, this is a kid's cartoon. Um, but they do a really good job of, of building that emotion. I mean, I got it. I got it again, just as bad as I would have had Ian actually met his father. Um, uh, let's see, uh, man, I I really like this movie a lot. There's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff going on here. It's gorgeous. It's funny. It's great storytelling. The pacing for, for me worked really well. Um, there's a lot of nods to things here and there where. They t- again, they take real world stuff and they kind of twist it a little bit for this world. Um, it's it's emotional. I mean, I got emotional for it, in it, uh, so it was kind of hard. I mean, that's that's the type of thing you expect from a Pixar movie now. Like, but everything except for like Incredibles two, I was not expecting to cry in that movie, uh, and I don't think I did. But um, other than that, you know, like every movie that Pixar has come out with, like there's a really sad. I think like. Toy Story was the first one, was the one that I didn't cry on at all, uh, and the fourth one. But the second one during Jesse's song, like, holy shit. And then, you know, obviously the third one. So they do an amazing job of just gut punching you in the worst and greatest way. You know, the beginning of Up uh, that I've talked about so many times on the show. Um, but, like, things like that, like, things like that are just amazing to be able to do that. The, I mean, the, if the hug was from the brother, it wasn't from the father, and it was just as great. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see, let's go. Oh, before I give the, uh, rating and the uh, diversity rating, um, the, the Simpsons, uh, 
I, I wanted to talk about this uh, in the beginning, but I forgot because I wanted to talk about this movie so badly. Um, the Simpsons, um, it was the first time where you see Disney and The Simpsons like on something together that was actually something there. <clears throat> um, and uh, there's a couple of good there's – a, there's a good nod in this one. Well, it opens up with Homer with uh, two mouse ears. But it's really donuts, and he takes a bite. One of the donuts, that was a cool thing. And then at the very end also, it was always like Greasy Films, I think it was called, uh, at the end of every Simpsons episode. And there's always that guy there. Well, they switched that guy out with the shadow of a Mickey Mouse ears and shit. So that was another nod. Uh, But the story was about um, Maggie finding uh, love, I guess, on on a playground, like an infant, a forever infant. That's been around for 26, 27 years, um, uh, is still an infant and she meets his boy and the whole, the whole short is about her trying to get back to him. And there's a couple of funny scenes like the, the train scene was really funny. Um, you'll see it. Um, overall I enjoyed it. It's, it's not, it wasn't one of my favorite shorts that I've ever seen. Most of my favorite shorts are, are Pixar. Uh, all of their shorts are awesome. Um, it, they're really great. Uh, but this one, I guess it was kind of cool to see Disney Simpsons. You know, it, 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 what's funny is it's been a really long time since I've seen a Simpsons episode. That short today was the first time I'd seen a new Simpsons thing in so long. I would probably say like three, four years was the last time I saw a brand new episode of The Simpsons. And even then, when I saw that episode, I probably was like the Treehouse of Horror ones, and I didn't watch another one for the you know before or after that. Um, so, I mean, I have no idea what's going on in The Simpsons. Not that the stories really connect, but I have no clue what the fuck is going on. So, this is the first time I've seen The Simpsons in years, um, but not bad. You know, had I never seen a Pixar short, I would think this was amazing. But uh, it's not as good as the Pixar shorts. Um, so diversity rating, um, I think it, it's it's pretty Jan Brady-ish a little bit. Um, I it, it yeah, I would say it's kind of like um, yeah, it's 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 Jan Brady-ish. Yeah, um, there's like a lot of uh, characters uh, you know throughout that are memorable characters but they're not like major major characters um one of my favorite uh voices in this uh in this in this one was uh tracy allman was in this which i thought was kind of cool um when i heard her voice uh, i didn't know she was in this but tracy allman's in this which is kind of cool because she has a tie to the simpsons which is that's pretty awesome too that the first simpsons short was in a movie where tracy allman where the simpsons debuted um was on it so that was kind of cool um Ali Wong is in this. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty Jan Bradyish except again the two the two main the two main characters are white. So, you know, whatever. Um so Jan Brady for that. As far as the rating actual rating goes, I think I'm going to go probably I want to give it 5, but you know what? There's really nothing preventing me from giving it five lightsabers. Um, I, I was really thoroughly surprised with this movie. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Soul. 
this one kind of came out of nowhere for me because I had no expectations for it and really didn't think much of it. I thought it was going to be kind of like a good dinosaur type thing. Um, and I, but I never thought it was going to be a cars thing. Um, but yeah, you know what? I'm going to give it five lightsabers because I really had a good time in this movie. It had all the, all the chords or all the notes that you would expect out of a Pixar movie. Funny, emotional, sad, good storytelling, great characters, a memorable characters too at that. Um, you know, I don't know how they would do another movie, but I would just love to see Ian and Barley just on another adventure. Um, somehow in this world, it would be really cool if they could do another twist on it. Um, uh, you know, wouldn't have to do anything with the father or anything, but it would be really cool if, you know, they dive more into his history and find out like the father was like really, really powerful magician. Well, maybe you might not want to do that because that gets a little bit too much like Harry Potter. So uh, don't do that. Um, anyway, so uh, again, if uh, you got any questions about the show or you want your hometown mentioned at the end of the episode, um, you can email the show, chew on this podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook, which is at chew on this podcast and then Twitter and Instagram. Um, they're both at chew on this pod. Uh, and let's see. And that's it. That was episode 244 of chew on this, a nerd United podcast. You stay classy Greenville, Washington. And that was our first request by a loyal listener and a friend to the show, Kyron, who is also, if you remember, uh, has been on the show twice and is also the creator of Saw, the comic book. Um, go check it out. He's on Facebook. Um, Taurus Comics is on Facebook as well. I believe it's at Taurus Comics. Um, so go check them out later. <laughs>